Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Cathet region and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And with any luck, I have my co-host is with me. And yes, I did hit record. So say hello, Jill, who is also an astrologer. Hello. Yay! A successful start. I am here. <laughs> yes, yes. Jill is recovering from errant toboggan with children wiping her out. Yes. And we are very, very happy that she's still able to be with us today. Yay. And we're sending her healing vibes, folks. Yes, you know, beaming yes, it. And all you can. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so on the show today, we are going to look at moon phases. Um, that idea sort of was prompted when Jill pointed out that on Monday we do have uh, this month's full moon, which uh -huh. is uh, at 27 degrees of Cancer. And um, I realized that back in the day when um, I was just practicing uh, a form of modern astrology, uh, which was called uh, the evolutionary journey of the soul, uh, which was a style that has in the interim since I left and, you know, recently came back, it has been um, it's migrated in sort of two main camps. I don't know if there's much difference between them because I actually haven't spent the time to look. But uh, Laura, um, Laura Nelbeldian, there. Um, oh, her right. mom was the one that started Norwak Astrology Conference, which happens every year in Seattle. Um, she has a whole group of people uh, that uh, under the auspices of a form of evolutionary astrology. And then Stephen Forrest kind of, um, for a while, had taken over from Jeffrey Green. I'm not sure if Jeffrey Green is operational anymore. Um, don't seem to hear anything about him, so I'm not I sure. All I know is I went to hear him lecture at one of the conferences, and he was one of the worst lecturers I'd ever heard. Oh, yes, he yeah. He fumbled and... And he also struck me as very arrogant. He said something about he had a client and he didn't bother preparing her chart because, you know, she was old and it didn't really matter. And I thought, oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's not yeah. a good attitude. No, no. He <laughs> does have a very tortured history. Um, yeah, he was actually in the action in the Vietnam War. Um, you know, so the poor fellow has actually killed people intentionally. Um, and I, you know, who knows what that does to you. I, you know, I don't have any, even though I'm, you know, four planets in Scorpio, I still can't quite imagine that whole no. phenomena. And, and like I yeah. say, that's limited exposure to him, but I... Yeah, yeah, but no, the, the... It definitely put me off him and I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't good at lecturing and I took his first... Um, evolutionary school scenario that he did in Canada in Vancouver and that was back in the early early 90s and mm. yeah um, anyway we won't we won't go down that road so part <laughs> part of his method was drawn from uh, Dane Rudyard's work with moon phases right and so 
Um, moon phases, the phenomena of moon phases as a birth, fruition, and death cycle um, has, of course, intermediate um, points within that circle um, of life. And uh, some of the, the intermediate spaces between even the six phases, which, uh, you know, the new phase, the crescent, the first quarter, uh, the gibbous, the full phase, uh, the disseminating, the last quarter, and balsamic, um, using harmonics, you get aspects in between that, that in his system and in, you know, whether he wholesale just went straight from Dane Rudyard to, or not, that I don't know. Uh, but there are these points along that uh, cycle that have some interesting correlations. So, I mean, yes, you can use it just with the moon, but it's also, I mean, uh, when we're tracking these big historical events, they, they also fall into that cycle. And like with what Jill was talking about last week with uh, the Pluto return. Uh, so, you know, before the actual direct hit, it's in a balsamic phase, right? Yeah. And yeah, so all of the big cycles will fall in this phase relationship. And so it's, what we, would call, it's what we would call the dark moon phase for the yeah. moon cycle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so this can add a nuance to your understanding of any two planetary combinations or to the cycle that a planet is making. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I thought, let's just explore what can be said about these things. So right. the little graphics that I've created, they're not the be all and the end all by any stretch. Um, and I did modify them from my original thing that I took in, in Jeffrey Green's class. Um, and, you know, I encourage students or people that are, you know, uh, diving into astrology to look at these graphics and, you know, create your own, you know, like keywords and stuff. And, that are. And just in terms of the, the full moon on mm -hmm. the 17th at 27 degrees, yes. that is the degree. Of the U.S. Pluto. So yes, exactly. Again, again, as Pluto is just inching its way to its return, it's like, ha, ha, ha. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that is, when we get to the full phase, that's like shining the big light on that oh, beginning. Really, yeah. 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 So okay. So I am going to, what am I going to do here? Right. I have to... I have to, I have to, I have to go to here and then I have to go back to Zoom and then I have to put it up on the screen for our happy YouTube visitors. So if you go to my website, www.cardinalastrology, all one word, .ca, and you go to episode, this is episode 17, uh, then you can follow along with the graphics. So the first graphic that I have is just, you know, the circle with the phases on it. Um, and so as Jill was saying, balsamic can often be called the dark of the moon. Uh, new phase, crescent, first quarter. And they basically happen, you know, 0, 45, 90, uh, 135 or 45, 180, another number, which uh, my math's not that good. <laughs> but it's, it's basically every 45 degrees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, what, 
in the evolutionary terms, it was used to discover where in a planet's functioning it may lay in relationship to the sun, uh, because in his methodology, he acknowledged that the sun actually doesn't move, although the illusion for us is that it does. Of course. But you can use this technique actually between any two pairs of planets. So for instance, if in your natal chart, uh, you've got, as I do in mine, for instance, I have Mars uh, squaring the moon. And if the moon was the stationary point, then Mars is in the last quarter phase. And understanding what that means might add more nuance to how I experience that Mars square the moon. So yeah, it's in those kind of contexts. Okay, so we will move on to the next, the very first one, which is the new phase, that new moon. And, you know, in lots of astrology podcasts and and YouTube videos and stuff that you will see, uh, we do, astrologers do pause for every new moon. And I actually purchased a um, music, what do they call them? download things there's a name for them I have no idea what it is but anyway so I have music for each of the 13 new moons that are happening this year um, which you don't always get 13 new moons but this year we do and so I get to on the day of the new moon and we have another one coming up here at the end of the month I get to play this music when I'm doing my meditation that day yeah which yeah it's kind of an interesting thing so new moons we want to note them because it's a good time to start stuff yep yeah so what was said back in the day about them if i can get this big enough for me to read yes okay so gate it's a gateway which makes sense uh planets unite functions to begin a new cycle or to just start their own cycle as in with the pluto return Uh, It's instinctive spontaneity uh, without egocentric awareness, pure unchecked expression or action, um, random experiences initiated to begin. Oh, and I've got my friend Angel has joined us. Hi, Angel. (laughs) You're on the radio, dear. Your sound isn't on, but that's okay. Um, Okay, so random experiences to begin the process of self-discovery. So, Kind of like birth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the birth of something. And, um, you know, we may pick a new moon to start something. um, And it's basically where we're wanting to uh, incorporate that fresh energy. But between two planets... Um, depending on who's the faster planet. So for instance, let's say you've got um, Venus conjunct Saturn. Saturn being the slower planet. So if Venus is to the earlier degree, it would be balsamic. But if Venus is after Saturn, then it would be this discovery phase. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and that's generally what you do, how you do it is to take the slower moving planet as being the stationary one and the yeah. other ones in relation to that. Yeah. 
So in my example of Venus-Saturn, if it's in the new phase, then, uh, you know, for me, I look at Venus-Saturn as the person is discovering in this new phase boundaries in relationship and they're going to be pretty flaily about it if that's what they're doing this lifetime because it's new to them <laughs> yeah yeah so we move on from there and so you can note what phase the aspect between two planets is and so let's say you've got uh, an aspect between two planets that's 30 degrees it's still in the new phase and that is considered breaking action um, and so it's like form is trying to become form right uh, there is a direction to this new beginning um, but it may not be it may be almost like a cartoony effect what do you think you know well I'm, I'm thinking of the the seed just trying to break through the soil ah perfect oh I like that imagery yes yeah. You know, it's not, you can't really see it, but it's getting close to pushing through. Exactly, exactly. And then there's another, and I don't know what the harmonics, I should have looked at this up, but trust me, I spent a full day creating these graphics, so getting to the harmonic level just didn't get there. <laughs> but 40 degrees is a specific harmonic of the circle. Um, and this is subjective awareness of what has begun. Uh, can have a sense of discovery, narrowing of random experiences continues. So, uh, you know, at this phase, the two planets are, they're getting a whole lot clearer with, you know, what they're supposed to be doing, I guess. Well, it's kind of like the more distance we get, the more perspective we have. Exactly. Good point. Well, so if it's right here, then we don't have any perspective on it because it's in our face, right? Yes, yes. You can't really yeah. get perspective on that. So as it gets a little further away, you kind of can yeah. start to see something happening. Maybe yeah. not clearly, but... Yeah, yeah. Good point. Okay, so the next aspect is 45, and we enter the next phase, which is called Crescent. Okay, so... Um, this 45s are obviously half of a 90, so they will be considered a difficult energy. And uh, in this, say again, go ahead. Semi-square. Semi yeah, semi-square. Yep, that is how it's called. Um, so rebelling against old pattern, need to free up space for the new cycle, the struggle to make the new beginning real. And so in the, in the, starting of any new project um you know the habit to uh do something the way you've always done it will always be lurking and so that's my feeling for this 45 degree is that you know you have to go no I'm doing this differently this time yeah yeah that rebel piece mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's just there's there's a little bit of resistance because it is a semi-square yes exactly aspect, aspect. yeah 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 exactly okay so the next aspect we have in crescent is this is a really i uh, it's probably seventh harmonic 51 degrees 26 minutes you know you would want to be yeah, minor, minor one. yeah this would have to be a very specific aspect in other words within a de one degree orb for this particular piece to be in effect 
Uh, so this is breaking action, realizing there is a direction to the new beginning. Um, yeah. And then we have a more common one. Uh, this is in the middle of the crescent phase. We have the 60 degree aspect or the sextile. Um, and this particular one, actually, I can speak to because I have it between my sun and moon. And I have it in this exact phase. And they are exactly 60 degrees apart. Uh, so bringing meaning to the new cycle through contrast and comparison, need to isolate from externals to discover what is uniquely new and individualistic, uh, self-contemplation promotes understanding what is needed, methods and skills, etc. And um, what I can, you know, speak to in my own experience is I literally... If I'm working on something new, I do isolate in order to just totally focus in on what it is I'm doing. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that, and that is a comfortable style. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, in 60 degree aspect, the sex style is kind of a comfort yeah. zone. It's thing. related to Venus, apparently, from the Hellenistic era. It's a Venusy sure, style. You know, half a trine, so it's you know it's yeah it's easier, more flowing yeah. harmonics and yeah so it's um, finding your comfort zone in a sense yeah yeah and just to to sort of zoom out a little bit um, for pretty much the whole of the night or the twentieth century and still to some degree. Well, no, not really. Well, it depends on what kind of orb you want to use. But basically through the 20th century, uh, all of us pretty much have Neptune sextiling Pluto. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's in this crescent phase. Yeah. That that particular long cycle has been operative in. Okay. At 72 degrees, uh, the subject of the new cycle becomes highly individualized is in, is, and is getting ready to manifest into form, and it's very specific. Yeah. So it would be interesting to look at some charts where prominent, like the, uh, you know, in the Hellenistic world, it would be your the ruler of the ascendant um, in a 72 degree aspect to the ruler of the 10th or something. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're approaching that 90 degree, which brings in a little more tension. Again. Oh yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next one is like Jill said, the first quarter. And this is called, this is a gateway aspect from the um, evolutionary point of view. Um, and it's crisis in action. Uh, meaning must have a form now. Must choose, can't sit on the fence. Movement is mandatory. Creative tension. Uh, it's new. You and, and this is the one, actually, when I do, when I used to talk about this particular aspect in uh, a client's chart uh, in relation to the evolutionary cycle, it, I often would remind them that it's new. You're faking it. You know, because we all would rather not fake it. We would all rather be proficient at whatever thing we're starting. But no, you're not. And faking it is okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the 90 degrees is, you know, the square, which is a, it is a challenging aspect, yeah. basically. 
which challenges us to grow. Yes, exactly. Without I, without I the sand, whatever obstacle it's you know it's like a block that's put in our path. Exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, there's a um, the grit to produce the pearl. You know, it's that kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of these are essential to our evolution. Yeah, to our to the the natural cycle that that seems to operate through just about everything on this planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one is again one of these harmonics, 102 degrees and 50 minutes. Okay, to create a personalized external reality that reflects the new purpose. Key people show up with ideas and support. I didn't put the support in there, but I suspect. And again, this would be one to study to see if that actually happens. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, those kind of aspects, because you have to actually, you can't just eyeball them. No, you can't, yeah. So you do have to calculate them, and they have to be really quite close. Yes, to be, to be an operative, yeah, yeah. So they would. they start overlapping. With yes, them. they do. And um, yeah, uh, okay, so the next one is the midpoint between uh, the first quarter and the start of the gibbous, and that's the 120, which uh, in Hellenistic terms is a Jupiter-style uh, benefic. Okay, so yeah. the desire and intent of the creative purpose um, demands actualization, the process is happening, and you can make it happen. You know what needs to be done. This is manifesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. and it's, you know, the trine is an aspect of more flowing, yeah. sort of an easier aspect. So it's yeah. like you don't have to push, like square, you're going to push hard. Yeah. And with this one, it, it's, if you, if you kind of nudge it along, you're just, you know, you're on your way. Yes, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The only downside to uh, 120 is thinking that you don't have to work at it. Well, yeah. yeah. No, it's... And I remember decades ago seeing somebody who had a chart that was all trines and sextiles. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy was incredibly talented artistically. Yeah. But he didn't have any drive to do anything. Yeah. So uh. his wife was constantly pushing on because, And the trouble with that, if, it's, if you have, like, almost all your aspects are that easy, then you don't have any internal experience of challenge. True. Like you do yeah. when you have a built-in square, you know, then you know <laughs> what that feels like. Yeah. Yes. But if all kind of, it just happens, and then you run into a transit that's squaring, you kind of go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. What do I do with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they're not, you know, easy aspects are not, you don't want all of them to be easy, because you need that. Yes, you need the grit. Challenge to, to give you something to push forward. Yeah, yeah. So in a big outer planet cycle, uh, when let's say Pluto and Uranus would get together and it, it would be in this first quarter trine, then you would expect worldly events to move at a very quick pace. Um, yeah, like if you, so you can apply, you know, this logic to other cycles as well. Okay, so the next one is gibbous. 
And so this is, you know, coming up to that full moon, but it's not quite there. Uh, it's the shift is at 135. And the point of greatest individualization, willfully expressed through creative activity and action, tell those who care. And if there is no audience, yikes people often will turn back in confusion, you know. So this is, you know, the the image that I always get with the 135 is you've got that, that artist who's, you know, he's in his studio and he's created his masterpiece and then he takes it out into the world and nobody notices shit. Yeah. 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 So, well, it, yeah. yeah. And, and you're all, you know, you're getting, you're expanding out again, getting more perspective on Yes. Things. Yeah. But it's not such an internal process. You're getting more into a, getting towards getting it out there in the world more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it can be awkward, that one, you know, because if mm -hmm. you haven't exercised any perspective, as Jill said, yeah, you could be kind of a shock. Well, again, it's part of the square uh, yes. family of... Exactly. So yeah, it's a square and a half, basically. Built-in tension. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we're not going to make it really easy for you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, the next aspect, 144, uh, this is fine-tuning, deeper meaning of the purpose, so, or just, you know, getting really better at it. Uh, at 150, this one, um, you know, when back when I was doing the Pluto stuff, this would have been Pluto at 150 degrees from the sun. Uh, maximum humiliation of the ego, humility instead of self-inflated or willful expression, a crisis to induce mental analysis. Is this unfolding my personal reality or is it to be applied to the social context? Mm. It was interesting when I did have clients that had this aspect um, because the um, you know, it's, it was sort of the contrast between Leo and Aquarius, you know, is it all about me or is it in service, right? And it is sort of the 135 begins that, but it seems like the 150 just really puts it in people's face. Yeah. That phenomena. Yep. Yeah. Okay, 154, purging the element of guilt, true humility, and respect for others. Yeah, I don't know too much about that one. I can't say I've ever actually seen a chart with or no, and played again, with that aspect. Yeah. Because you have to hunt for those. Yes, ones. You, they, exactly. They don't catch your eye. You're not, you're going to, you have to purposely look at charts and see if there are any that fall yes. into that number. And that's, that's yep. a lot of work. That is a lot of work. <laughs> okay, so the next phase, full phase, which is what we're doing on Monday. Uh, so 180 degrees, it's the opposition. Uh, it is of the nature of Saturn, apparently, and the 45 is of the nature of Mars. Yeah. Okay, so individual meaning now must meet social meaning. It's an evolutionary gate. Uh, to go beyond egocentric, you have arrived, now what? Um, and so just back to the reason why astrologers follow new moons and full moons. So, you know, if you start something on a new moon, the full moon is when you take stock, 
you know, is this working the way I wanted it to work? Is it, yeah, yeah. So, so like when you break your arm on a new moon, <laughs> you go for your follow-up on the full, full moon. moon. Oh, you're kidding. Is that really how it's, oh my good. Oh, Jill, you really uh -huh. didn't have to, you know, demonstrate it that realistically. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> God, <laughs> poor thing. Aww. Anyway, just yeah, just that one yeah, because you're like shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, and I look at I've got my uh, numbers. No, I don't. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. I'm going downhill. Right. Anyway, okay. So the next one is that oddball fifty four. Key people right. show up with a message, be ready to cooperate with social or collective need. And then the 150, social humility. And, um, you know, it's sort of like, are you going to be the Billy Graham or are you? And to me, what this is, is recognizing that the best leaders follow. Yeah, there. it isn't about me. It's that Aquarian... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the hundred and eighty, you know, it puts you in that tenth house relationship yeah. of, of being on top of the world, and I'm, I'm yeah. the authority. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So as you're coming off that, you do have to kind of reassess because you're moving more towards, you know, working with the group. Yes. And all that. Yeah. That yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Angel, I'm glad that you're here, but can I get you to turn your sound off just because I'm getting a ringing and I suspect it's from you. Dear. Actually, I think it's from my apartment. I get somebody oh. turns the water on and they don't turn it off fully and it does this high-pitched thing until they turn it ah. on again. Ah! Okay. Oh, they turned it on. It's going to clear away now. It's very okay. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that was, yeah, it would be yeah, annoying yeah, to the listening audience out there, I suspect. I didn't want to interrupt to do it, but, yeah. you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angel, as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the last aspect after we, you know, get over being Billy Graham is, and I'm having to look around my Zoom thing to be able to read it. Okay. Let's see. Let's just take the microphone with me. Uh, 144, refining through realization and awareness of your capacities and abilities. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, disseminating is, it's interesting. Uh, one of the astrologers that uh, I get together with on my world Zoomy thing, um, her chart has a lot of disseminating aspects in it. And her generosity is mind boggling. Mm. Right. But it just, it brings her joy, you know, so I get it. Yeah. Okay, so after disseminating, we hit, or no, after the full phase, we hit disseminating. So yeah. it starts at 135. Uh, it's again, it's a challenge. Uh, crisis must adapt to the large cultural and social structures, learning all the happy rules. A great leader follows. Um, yeah, so learning all the happy rules, it's like, uh, you might see yourself as being progressive and beyond what the current context is, but it's sort of, this reminds me of that phase of development that kids go through from 22 to 27, where they bump into the fact that there's 7 billion other jerks on the planet, and yes, you actually have to elbow your way into the crowd and 
figure out where well, you're going to be and how you're yeah, going to operate. The, yeah. The other thing is that if you're, you're not a leader if nobody's going to follow you. Yes. And so this is, you know, this is sort of in the middle of that 11th house kind of thing. Where yes. It's like yeah. There is a group of people, and yes, you could attract them, but you're not going to attract them by bossing them around and bullying them. You're going to attract or, you know, or yeah. thinking you're attracted. You, you have to work with them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Very well put. Thank you. Okay. So then we have the maximum ease, the 120, not a threat. And that's a that's an interesting thing to think about where, um, you know, you can think of some leaders like um, the Dalai Lama, for instance. Uh, you know, he has that, uh, I think the world is dissembling, like, you know, he can just approach people and because he's not a threat, you know, there is that, that dialogue that can take place. Yeah. Yes, a sense of humility and yeah, yeah, and and yeah, you know that I'm, I'm just one of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ease of work in the mainstream, power and ability to work with and for society, individualized social purpose actualized. Yeah, we all wish our whole chart was made up of 120 disseminating aspects. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, primes again, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be nice. Oh, of, of the energy. Yeah. Okay, and the last one again is one of these really specific ones as she moves. This will be interesting to look at on YouTube. People will be going, what the heck is she doing? Okay, uh, key people seek out, uh, acknowledge your unique contribution. Yeah, so it's like I read in... Um, on CBC today that uh, a woman doing her master's degree up in Tuktiuktuk, um, and it's funny, I've actually known people who have lived in Tuktiuktuk. It's about, you know, oh, yeah. the size of a pencil stamp or something, you know, like got 200 people in it. Um, and I know people that have actually lived there. But anyway, so she's done this, um, her master's paper on um, how best to incorporate um, discussions about uh, land use and access and all the rest of it with uh, the newly, you know, coming forward governments of um, Native American people, right? And, um, you know, she was recognized by half of the university master's programs in Western Canada in the United States and won a very prodigious award for that, you know. So that would be this hundred and two fifty, <laughs> you know, moment, yeah, where, yeah, it's like, wow, you really understand how this works. Yeah, so kind of cool. Okay, the last quarter um again another gateway so this is the 90 degree this is crisis in consciousness hitting the wall of success breaking the bubble of arriving realizing that it's not you doing but life now what Mm. yeah 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 again and we're at that square yes and so yeah you've got to You've got to hit hit a wall of some kind and yeah and realize that well, it's not all ease and flow and there's always some obstacles that you need to take into account and 
Yeah, yeah. About growth, because you're, you know, that's what this is all about. Yeah. It's like, I can remember once meeting a gentleman at one of the Norwalk conferences, actually. And uh, you could tell that he was uh, a newbie to astrology. And um, I don't know, must have been, you know, how they did the, the meals then. I don't know if they still do them that way. You know, lots of round tables. And you got to sit, you got to sit with some of the speakers, which was, you know, a little eye candy for, you know, the question and answer thing. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's where I got talking to him was, you know, over one of these meals. And he was a retired at like 45, successful, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, he was kind of the success that he had already achieved just was like, well, now what? You know, so it it struck me as this hitting the wall of success. You know, it's oh, yeah. I mean, you sort of hit your peak, and you've done the whole disseminating thing. I've got all this wisdom that I've gained, and I can share it. And then it's like, now what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun, but what do I do now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and realizing that the uh, you know the satisfaction is is not in getting to the top of the mountain, right? Yeah. Well, I was coming yeah. back to a more personal level, too. I guess, yeah. Right? yeah. You've been above the horizon, and suddenly it's bringing it back. That's true. I hadn't thought of it yeah. that way. Yes. Right? You're going so back you've, in. You've made yeah. that big climb up the mountain. You've had all this, the thing, and now you're sort of going, oh, I'm descending under the horizon again. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah. I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at 72 degrees, it's the aha from ego to universal to timeless or, or yeah, I put universal twice. That was dumb. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I like your analogy, that idea of going down. Yeah, it's like, you know, one of the things in astrology that was always a bit of a conundrum for me was the first house rising up into the 12th house. Um, yeah, because you've got primary motion and you've got secondary motion and they're Uh, running in opposite directions. And yeah, but this is sort of that crossover point. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've crossed over it at the other end where you're coming into the world more. Yes. And now you're just coming back, you know, like they say, full circle. You're on your way down to where you began. Yeah, exactly. You've you've had all that experience, so you're not the same. But yeah, yeah, but it's not done. Yeah, but there's still <laughs> you're not done. <laughs> more learn, more to learn, and it's more becomes more of a an inner growth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at sixty degrees, this is of course another ease point. We have understanding and very productive in fulfilling social role. Transition between past and future is easy. So it's like one can see ahead that there's going to have to be a new beginning. Um, and there is a, a sense of ease that, that that will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the last one in the last quarter phase is one of those oddballs, 51, 26 minutes. And I'll just move that up instead of moving the microphone. <laughs> individualized action scene becomes the zeitgeist keep people 
Uh, key people show up, I think, is what it's supposed to be to keep you on track, or they may lead you astray. Um, <coughs> and, and it's interesting. I was talking to a client actually yesterday about the zeitgeist <coughs> that, um, you know, collectively at any given moment in time, consciousness is... I don't want to say maybe thinking about something, but there's something in the air. You know, it's like um, an idea will pop up around the globe all at the same time. And that's sort of the phenomena of the zeitgeist. Well, and yeah. essentially, none of us know where our ideas really come from. That's I mean, come, true. That's they true. They come to us and they come through us. But Yes. Oh, I like pop, that. Yeah. They pop into our consciousness, right? So it's not, I don't sit there and think, what can I think now? The thought comes, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then our last phase <coughs> is balsamic. So in this particular one, um, we're at the last 45. So evolutionary crisis that wakes us up to the next cycle, standing on the bridge between the success of the completing cycle and the fear and longing to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, that's, you know, um, hate to say it but you know I'm beginning to see the outlines of that bridge <laughs> in my <laughs> own life <laughs> I don't want to say I'm on the bridge yet no 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 but I can see the outline it's up ahead <laughs> yeah well I think it's it's it, there's a like in a, in a sense there's the an anticipation of oh what next but then it's like oh my god what next right? yeah yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Can I go Am I going to like what's next? next? <laughs> Can I actually come up with a new idea? Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is the balsamic phase of things. And it's interesting uh, when you're talking to clients between um, a client's chart who has a balsamic sun and moon uh, versus a new phase, sun and moon, mm. you know, because the quality of the character is different, definitely. Yeah. 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 And so paying and attention to that nuance, you know, is the moon, <laughs> has it made it to the sun? Is it past the sun? Yeah. Which is it? Yeah. Yeah. And you're basically coming into like a 12th house relationship with the beginning of the cycle. Right? Yes. Yeah. At seed time where you've gone underground again. Yeah. Yes. Ready? come pop up again but there's the work to go into that yes there is there is okay so at 40 degrees the seed of the next cycle is planted a magical time can be aware of the next cycle um, and so it's interesting when I would in, in doing the evolutionary stuff because I would meet people that had sun so in his methodology the sun was the stationary point, and you looked at what is the angle between the sun and Pluto, right? Mm -hmm. And so for those of us that were born after Leo, um, we were often in these later phase relationships to the sun, right? Mine's, mine's approaching the op my Pluto's yeah. just past the opposition to my sun. Yeah, yeah. So you would be in the full phase, yeah. Whereas... Mine is, it's a square. It's the last quarter square. Yeah. Um, but so I would meet people, you know, that um, had this beginner's mind thing. And uh, there was a comfort in the cycle that they were in. Um, 
but also, you know, it's that kind of, well, really, why am I here? <laughs> you know, there was almost a sense that they were born into the wrong century. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, I think there, there's a like a 12th house yeah. feel to that of, you know, you can be okay with it, but there's a, you need the spiritual connection, I think, really. Yeah, to make it to work. To make it make sense, because otherwise it's like, well, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and what's the point? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's the point? Yeah, hmm. That would be my Jupiter to my Pluto, maybe. No, not quite. Okay, the seed at the 40 degrees, so we're getting very close to the new moon. The seed of the next cycle, I already read that, is planted. Okay, so now I'm down to the 30, right? Did I, am I getting ahead of myself, behind myself? I don't know what I've read. Oh, oh beginner's mind. Yeah, yeah, so I already read that. Yeah, <coughs> empty and confused and open. So there we have it the cycles and like I said earlier I can stop the share now um, you can apply this to um, yeah you can apply this to any planetary pairs and Angel we have time do you have any questions for the two of us seeing as we've got someone who actually joined us yay <laughs> you'll have to turn your mic on though you don't necessarily have to turn the visual on if you don't want to, you know, in case you're not dressed. No, I'm teasing. Yeah. Oh, I'm always full of questions. All righty. So, and, and I guess my angels decided I'm watching your show because I was just copying and pasting things from your, you know, to get them into a proper file folder. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, I, I didn't turn this on in purpose. I was just <laughs> filing. I was just copying there and you all of a go sudden, there, you said hello <laughs> <laughs> that's too cool that's well too cool. you know you once told me that in my chart i have one of the fastest moons there are yeah and jan had the slowest moon oh okay <laughs> two yep. of us and and if the two of us were going to be business partners she needed to speed up and i needed to slow down ah uh -huh. yes and so and i'm <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that is not something that I put into this talk, but it's true. The moon can be as slow as 11 degrees per day and as fast as 13 degrees per day, depending on how near to the earth it is or how far away it is. Thank uh -huh. you for mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you think of my chart, I was just trying to understand because I'm not, I, I did look it up one time online to see if I was a new moon because I was thinking that a new moon yeah. would be the fastest and a yeah. full moon would be the slowest. No, moon. not necessarily. Yeah. And yours. So maybe you can explain. Yeah. So for instance, in your chart, Angel, you're a Pisces and your moon is in Capricorn. So it is in that last quarter phase yeah the 60 the close to the 60 it's actually less than 60 because there isn't a direct aspect between the two um yeah yeah so what was your question again as i digressed well, in the wrong to way re reiterate what makes it really fast or what makes it really slow I, oh I okay yeah you know, so i, I don't um, it's literally, you know, we, we like to think of the sun and the moon's um, cycle as, you know, a constant, right? Uh, but it isn't. So that's why some years you get 
13 full moons and or 13 new moons and some years you don't it's because the it isn't exactly a perfect circle that the moon makes no, around the sun and, and also the sun um, around the earth yeah it, it goes through the summer months more slowly i think than the winter up here and then the reverse would be would be true down below hmm. i don't think so no, but you know, again, it does have a different. It's yes, not a speed. Con- yeah, it's not a constant. Same with the the amount of time it takes the sun to go through a sign, right? Yeah. You can have a fast sun and a slow sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so that would be more like them kind of coming almost into retrograde or direct. Would that? What, what um, slows no, down, no, 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 no. Great, nor does the moon. Nor does the moon. So it's just about the uh, eccentricity of the orbit as it goes around, right? Like we, you know, we think if you put a, a ball on the end of the string and you stand in the middle and then you swirl it around, well, it's going to carve this perfect circle. But that isn't actually what the planets do or the moon around the earth or the earth around the sun, right? They're never quite perfectly round. And so that's what, um, and again, the, the measurements, here's the other thing, is we're measuring that speed from this point, which is the Earth, right? And so there's a multiple wiggles that happen to create the fast moon and the slow moon or the fast sun and the slow sun. Um, and then the other thing that you can get into is parallels and contraparallels, which is the, elli- the elliptic is the, the path that all of the planets follow isn't a really narrow band. It's actually quite wide. And planets can almost stray outside the band of the elliptic. And so where, a, uh, where the moon is moving relative to the actual path of the sun it can be above the elliptic or below the elliptic. And yeah, there's, astrology is fairly complex and people don't, you know, people look at the sun sign columns and go, ah, there's nothing to that. And then, you know, us astrologers just shake our head and go, oh crap, (laughs) you know, because, and you have to be, um, you have to be careful what rabbit holes you want to go down, right? Because there's, there's a lot of them yes yeah, Any yeah other? And, and most of that we don't tend to look at unless we're doing a deep deep yeah yeah because it's not stuff that's up immediately apparent yeah yeah like those minor um, divisions that you were talking about in the cycle yeah exactly but if you, have you- to calculate it it's too too much work <laughs> Well, there's that too. Yeah. Although you can click a button on an astrology program and it will do that for you. And then it's just a case of what's prominent. So, um, I mean, the way I typically will run down rabbit holes has to do with the client is there. They're manifesting something. My obvious script is not showing it. So your first go-to is, do I actually have the right date? year time etc because occasionally occasionally something gets garbled especially mercury did go retrograde on friday and um you know so doing readings over the next uh you know 20 days or so runs the risk of 
those kind of weird little errors anyway. So once you've ruled that out, then you start to go down some of these other rabbit holes to go, where, where is this in this chart? You know, like why, why, what, what, yeah, yeah. And so there are, you know, so for me, my go-to is the next thing I go to is midpoints. Yeah. Um, I should actually, we should actually do a thing on midpoints. Uh, midpoints, have we? We could do it again. I think so. Yeah, we could do it again. <laughs> okay, so then after midpoints, then I go to fixed stars, um, because sometimes that's like, whoa, or asteroids and or asteroids, um, you know, because if you've got a planet that otherwise is not saying or is not being exhibited in its natural form, then typically there'll be something else that's connected to it that's modifying it, you know. So, yeah, asteroid or fixed star or a midpoint. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have dwarf planets now, too. Oh, yes, Eris. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different factors that yeah. could... Actually, Angel asked me, so did you understand that that printed chart, that was just the asteroids, and that's not all the asteroids that I sent to you, that chart. Right. Yeah. And, and you sent me the chart, and it looked very full. It oh, yeah. A little teeny, teeny bit of, so, so, so I'm assuming what was on the chart is because it's close to something it was aspecting. No, not necessarily. That was just putting them all in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's, yeah. That's, I, I have a problem with astrologers who <clears throat> throw everything on the chart because then you can just, you know, I mean, everything can be explained through, you know, yeah. Yeah. all of those different points because it's just too much, you know. You yeah. have, I, I'm, I'm simple is better, personally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, I, and there are kind of rules to that simplicity. In other words, if a, if a planet or a point or an asteroid or a star or whatever, um, doesn't make a significant impact to, for instance, the angles, uh, that would be your first question. So if it's not in an angular house, the next question would be if it's not making, you know, like a direct aspect to the traditional planets. If it's only making an aspect to the transpersonal planets, then it may or may not affect the person in a way that they can be conscious of. Yeah. And also, um, another thing that uh, unaspected planets can be very powerful as well. Yes, yeah, the it's one like that's standing all by itself. No, string, no strings on them, so they can really go for it. And so, <laughs> somebody who has a, you know, an unaspected planet that can be quite prominent, just because it's not yeah hemmed in by the other planets in a sense. Yeah, no, not part of the wiring diagram. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have another question. Yep. Yep. I, I, I watch another astrologer, and he puts a lot of emphasis on Black Lilith. Ah, uh, yeah, that's one of the asteroids, yes. So, And he talks about it being the opposite part of the moon or something. Well, they call it Black Moon Lilith. Yeah, yeah right. Black Moon Lilith, yeah. And, and so what's your take on its ability? Never worked with it, don't know. No, I haven't, I haven't explored that one particularly. Yeah. So what's he saying about it? It's kind of like the opposite of the moon. It's the dark side of the moon that we don't want to look at. Oh, so mm -hmm. sort of like a but shadow. It's an, exact, it, it's an exact reflection. So when it gets, it's always like exactly opposite. Right. 
And it's just a part of ourselves that we don't want to really look at. Ah. So, you know, what would pop into my mind about something like that is you would want to see if that point, if it is literally just opposite where your moon is, is whether or not that is uh, a, a direct midpoint, because then that might reveal exactly what it is you don't want to look at. You know, that would, yeah. that, that's just um, what comes to mind, but yeah. yeah and if, if it's exact, if it's always exactly opposite the moon, then it's not actually a body. It seems to me it's, it's a point. It's a, yeah. A point that somebody yeah. has decided it's a sensitive point in the chart. Yeah. Which, and there are those. And there are, there, there are those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, Angel, you are quite welcome to join us every Saturday. <laughs> Questions are good. They are very good. And to the listening audience out there, if you too would like to show up on one of these radio shows and ask some questions, all you have to do is email me at maureen at cardinalastrology.ca and I will send you the link that you can accidentally on purpose click on. <laughs> Which would be <laughs> or fine. the angels do it for yeah. you. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. But in the meantime, folks, I am down to just about less than a minute. So I'm actually going to have to wrap this party up. Darn. As always. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So next week, we're going to talk about uh, Venus and her synodic cycle. Yeah, yeah, which should be good. And in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And thank you, Jill. Thank you, Angel. Thanks. Next week. Yep. Next week, you will see us. Okay. So I will let our music take us out if I can find it. There it is. Oh, and I lost it. Oh, no, I have 20 seconds to talk, but that's okay. I can do that. Anyway, everyone stay safe, and uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.